just you know worship God with our own words um, this afternoon just say something only you can say to him just exalt him you know that song we sang said I will exalt you so I want you to exalt the name of the Lord with your own voice give him your worship no one can worship God for you we've learned that um, over the you know previous weeks Father I worship you I give you all the glory there is none like you, Jesus. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your mercies that are new to us every morning. We worship you, Jesus. 
the I am that I am, the ancient of days, we worship you. The lion of the tribe of Judah, we worship you. Thank you because it is in you that we live and we move and we have our being. Thank you for the gifts of life, Jesus. We are alive today, not by our power, not by our hard work, not by anything we've done, but because you visited us this morning and you woke us up. Thank you for your faithfulness in all things concerning us. Thank you because we can depend on you. Thank you because we can rely on you. We give you the glory forevermore. Lord, we're asking this afternoon that in the multitude of your mercies, accept our worship. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. Amen. Come on, Ignite. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let's appreciate Adam so for that as well. That was a wonderful, wonderful one. Let's appreciate them. They're the best choir out there, so. Yes. Let's appreciate them one more time, please. Good afternoon, Ignite Church. How are we all doing? Great. Great. I like that. Um, my name is James, and I'm here today to you know, share the word of God with you. Um, it's an awesome privilege that I do not take for granted at all um, to stand before global leaders like you um, to speak. I want to appreciate God Almighty for this opportunity, and I want to appreciate our wonderful pastors, Pastor Wange and Pastor Tokwe Akinshiku. Come on, let's appreciate them. We can do better than that. Um, for everything that they do for us, right? You know, the, the things that we see um, and the things that we don't see, like, you know, they are constantly praying for us, constantly equipping us to be the best that God wants us to be. Um, you know, I can tell you for a fact that that is not, you know, something that is common everywhere. So thank you, PWA. Thank you, PTA. We love you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Let's appreciate them one more time. Come on. All right, um, let's uh, say a word of prayer and um, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the privilege and the opportunity you've given to us to be here, to be alive at such a time like this, and to come into your presence to learn at your feet. Holy Spirit, we're acknowledging that we do not know as we ought to know. And we are asking you this afternoon that you will teach us yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you open up your word to us. Let the entrance of your word this afternoon give us light in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us receive clarity about issues pertinent to our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And at the end of it all, let all glory, honor, and adoration return to your name. Thank you, blessed Redeemer, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So, um, Two weeks ago, Pastor launched, um, started us up with a series um, called How to Pray Effectively. Um, and we're going to be looking at the part three of that, um, you know, today. And uh, today specifically, we'll be looking at the prayer of inquiry. So I'm just going to do a re recap from, from the previous weeks. Um, the first thing, you know, Pastor walked us through is, you know, to understand the purpose of prayer. 
and he told us that if the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable, right? So we looked into why exactly did God establish the concept of prayer? And the first answer we looked at was to build an ongoing and dynamic relationship with God. Uh, prayer is a way for us to fellowship with God because that is the you know, reason why God created man, to have a fellowship. God wants to have uh, a personal relationship with you and I. And one of the ways that we can build that and grow in that relationship is by praying you know, constantly, by praying regularly and by communicating with him. Like, prayer in the simple sense of it is communicating with God. And the second answer we looked at is to build strong faith so we can participate in kingdom rulership over the earth, right? And we said that, you know, you, you, you can only um, uh, uh, have dominion to the extent of your knowledge of God, right? So, you know, prayer is one way, you know, that we establish, we connect with God and we, we build up our faith to, you know, establish that rulership. The reason why he created us to have dominion on earth. Uh, it is the God that you know that will come through for you. The Bible says those that know their God will be strong and they will do great exploits. And the final um, you know, answer we looked at is to supply our needs, right? Um, and, you know, we, Pastor told us that, you know, the love of God compels him to meet our needs. Um, it's not, um, we're not begging God, right? God is not, God is a good father, right? God, God is not, you know, somebody that will have to twist his arm and, you know, just cajole him, you know, beg him to do things for us. He actually loves us. Uh, and he demonstrated it once and for all by giving his son Jesus to die for us. So he's going to give us anything else we can ask is nothing compared to the sacrifice that, you know, he has done already on our behalf on the cross. And that brings us to, um, you know, um, the seven types of prayer. Uh, we looked at the prayer of devotion. Uh, we looked at, you know, the prayer of agreement as well last week. And there are other ones as well. We have the prayer of inquiry, which we'll be looking at today. Um, sub, the prayer of supplication, uh, intercession, spiritual warfare, and the prayer of praise and thanksgiving. And we said, you know, the prayer of devotion is when we get intimate with God through our worship. Um, and, you know, do we remember what, you know, our worship includes? Anybody? I'm not going to, anybody? Then I'm not going to put you on the spot. The first one is worship, right? You know, when we worship God, right? When we, you know, sing to God, when we worship Him with our words, like we just did um, a few minutes ago. And the second um, is Bible study. When we spend time in the Word of God, and we're fellowshipping with God, we're fellowshipping with Jesus, who is the Word, right? And then the third one is our lifestyle. Um, you know, that's a prayer of our devotion. And last week it was wonderful, amazing teaching. Um, by uh, Corinne, uh, that was, let's give it up for her, He's, that was amazing. Uh, it was on the prayer of agreement. Um, and you know, one thing that stuck with me is like, you know, God did not create us, you know, in isolation. He created us, you know, to be in a community, right? Um, the prayer of agreement is, you know, this is when we agree with, in, with one accord, with, you know, one person or persons um, concerning a situation, right? And the three things um, that needs to be um, in place for a prayer of agreement is you know, togetherness, um, compassion, and agreement on scriptures. So I encourage you, um, if this is your first time joining us, or uh, you know, you've you know, missed any one of those teachings, um, go back to the YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel or on the app. Um, you can have, listen to the messages there again, and you know, they will bless you tremendously. Praise God. 
So this week, um, we're going to be looking at the prayer of inquiry. The prayer of inquiry. What is um, the prayer of inquiry? Prayer of inquiry is when we ask God for revelation concerning a situation and what the solution should be. So this is, you know, the type of prayer when we get to ask God questions about specific details, you know, concerning our lives or an issue that we are, you know, going through at a particular time. We go to God to ask him. And this type of prayer is very important. Our pastor told us two weeks ago that, you know, all of the seven types of prayer um, from the Bible, they are all important. They all have their place, right? Um, and we need to know, like, when to engage in each and every one of them. So one is no more important than the other one. So the prayer of inquiry is very important um, because God created you and I. Um, but not a mistake, right? It was very intentional. He planned out every detail, every single minute detail about your life, you know, before you were born, before, you know, before the foundation of the earth. And then now we are here, you and I are here, we are supposed to discover and walk in this, you know, purpose that God has predestined for us. And except you were there and, you know, you walked with God to put, you know, these things together, you, you and I don't fully know what is this exactly we should be doing at every point in time. So you and I are going to have questions. We are going to, you know, get to a situation in life or get to a point in life when we need answers that we don't have and we need to turn to God for that. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, um, the Amplified Bible. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Encourage you to you know open your Bible um, and read the Word of God for yourself. Right, it was written to you by God. So um, I'm reading the Amplified Bible. It says, "For we are His workmanship, His own master work, a work of heart." Tell your neighbor, "I'm a work of heart." Um, tell your neighbor, like you know, choose somebody else if they are not responding to you properly. Tell them, "I am a work of heart." Created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, ready to be used for good works. So God created you and I for good works. So if, you know, if anyone is here and you're wondering, like, you know, I don't even know what to do, I'm just confused, I, I don't even know, I'm just coasting through life. I'm glad to let you know that God did not design you to coast through life. You're not a mistake. Regardless of whatever it is or wherever situation you find yourself, I want you to know that God was very intentional about you being alive, being where you are today, and God has a plan for you. Amen. It says, which God prepared for us beforehand, right? You know, taking the path which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. So, God was very intentional. He has everything, every detail about your life land. And not only that, he has, you know, paths that you should take. He has carefully mapped every single path. So, you know, the things you're worried about, he knows that, you know, you'll be in a situation in 2022 when you're like, oh, okay, what, you know, career should I go into? Or I'm finishing school, I'm not really sure, you know, what I want to do. Or um, should I go into this business? Like, all of that, you're not designed to figure it out by yourself. 
um, one of the um, uh, um, tenants of uh, the pingas of Ignite is discovery of purpose. You know, when you're here, you are, you are not meant to, you know, you're not creating a new purpose for yourself. You are discovering what God has already predestined for you. And the later part of that, um, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says, you know, that we would work, with, work in them, right? So we should work, God's plan and design is that we should find that purpose, that path that he preset for us, and we should work in it. Living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. Like, you know, this part gets me excited all the time, all the time, because, you know, God actually, you know, wants me to live the good life, right? That best life that we are, you know, all, you know, talking about and looking forward to, it's interesting to know that God actually wants that for us. Your best life is not outside of Christ. You know, I know sometimes it seems like, yeah, you know, I want to have fun, I want to do this, but yeah, you know, this, um, you know, Jesus thing, like, you know, I, I do, I'm not really sure. You know, sometimes we think like, you know, God is the cue joy, right? He, he wants to prevent us from having fun. But here, God is saying, that good life, I actually wanted it for you. I prepared it for you and I made it ready for you. Tell your neighbor, your best life is not outside of Christ. Your best life is not outside of Christ. And let's look at another verse of scripture. Just, you know, someone is saying like, yeah, you know, James Fernandez found one scripture that talks about, you know, God, you know, wanting us to give our best life and all of that. Um, I'm not really sure about that. Let's turn to 1 Timothy 6, 17. I'm reading the New International Version of the Bible. It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Right? So not just our, he, he provides us with everything we need for our enjoyment. So this plan that God has for you, again, like you're, you're a masterpiece, you're a work of art. Um, God has packaged it for you and kept it hidden for you, not from you. Right? And we cannot find it except in Christ. We need to be in a relationship with God to find out what the plan of God for us is in life. So, we talked about, you know, how prayer of inquiry is, you know, we ask God for revelation, right? So, what is revelation? Revelation is uncovering and uncovering a bringing to light by God of that which he had previously or only eaten, right? Or only ob um, obscurely seen, right? So, you know, either something that you don't know at all, right? Like, um, I really don't know, like, what I should be doing in terms of, you know, my career or, um, you know, I, I know in past, like, I know, like, I really, you know, I should be doing this, but I'm not sure what the next step is. Whatever the category is, you know, God wants to reveal to you what the next step is. And we can see that in Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Um, and so God did not only create this perfect man, this pathway, this good life for you, but it's saying that, you know, I'm, I'm now committing myself to make sure that this is, you know, God does not benefit anything. In fact, like, it, it makes him sad when we don't realize our, when we, we don't get to fulfill our destiny here on earth. And he's saying, like, I will guide you along that best pathway for your life. Right? 
uh, we can have many options, but there is the best pathway for your life. And God is saying, I will guide you. He says, I will advise you and watch over you. Um, another translation says, I would watch over your progress. Right? So not only is he going to advise you, not only is he going to guide you, he says, I would, I'm personally invested in seeing you make progress. Isn't that amazing? So as a child of God, divine direction, hearing the voice of God is your birthright. It's, it's not something that you need to beg God for. Um, John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me, right? So it's not something that, you know, hearing God at a particular time. So when you, when you call on God, the ability to hear God concerning issues in your life is your birthright as a Christian. You're not designed to live life guessing like, oh, maybe I should try this. Um, I'm going to try BA today. Or I think you said supply chain is, you know, really, you know, popping out there. Like maybe I'll get a job in supply chain. Or, you know, I'll go into this business uh, because everyone is doing it, right? God wants to lead you. God wants to direct you. And it is your birthright. But the thing with, you know, right, right? You know, the right always comes with corresponding responsibilities. So let's see, like, in this, you know, equation of, yes, God wants to guide me, God wants to lead me, God wants to, you know, watch over my progress, who is personally invested in me making progress. What do I have to do? Jeremiah 33, verse 3, Amplified says, Call to me, I will answer, and tell you, and even show you, Great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand, I cannot distinguish. All right? So, your responsibility there is what? Call to me. Uh, it's, it's something that you cannot delegate. You can't delegate it to your pastor. You can't delegate it to your friends. You can't delegate it to... And God wants to hear from you. Uh, the way God reveals and the way God leads us in this dispensation right now is through the Holy Spirit. And one thing we know about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is gentle. He's not forceful. So he's there. So if you need help, you, you have to ask. You have to come and inquire of the Lord. Lord, I'm in this situation. I found myself in this situation. What do I need to do? What is your plan concerning this situation? Because sometimes all we see is, you know, we, we see options in the physical, right? Like you're like, okay, it's either you know, you're stuck with option A or option B. But when you come on God, God has like does that, you know, because again, He designed, He planned your life. There are pathways that you are set, hidden. You don't see it. Your friends don't see it. People around there are like, yeah, there's no really, I don't see another way to this. This is not possible. But with God, it is possible because He designed a way before you came to experience that situation or that challenge. And that is why it is very important for us to inquire of the Lord um, concerning every detail, you know, when we're, when we're faced with situations that, you know, we need to make a critical decision concerning our lives, our best bet is calling on God because he has committed himself and he has said, I am committed to answer. I will answer and not only will I answer, I will show you great and mighty things. Hallelujah. So, the thing is, 
if the devil can convince you, right, that you know, whatever it is you're going through um, is very unique, it's peculiar to you, like it hasn't happened to anybody else, right? You know, and people around you are like, yeah, this is not, this is not a spiritual matter. You know, let's just you know, find a solution and move for how to solve this. The truth of the matter is, for you or for that person, not you in Jesus' name, for that person there's no solution, right? But there is solution in God until you give up, until the devil can, you know, make you give up on your birthright, which is hearing from God, the ability for you to go to your father and say, Lord, I found myself in this situation. Even if, you know, the, the reason why you are there is by your own, you know, uh, uh, um, a wrongdoing or whatever, God is a father. This first, he, he would rescue you. God is not going to, you know, give you that and say, oh, yeah, you, you need, you, you, I need to teach you a lesson. You need to learn from that. No, that's not God. Right? So when we're in that situation, the thing we need to do is take responsibility and come on God. God, what do I need? That's only you know, time to throw a pity party and you call your friends and like, oh yeah, I'm coming to your house, you know, uh, and they bring a big tub of ice cream and you sit down and you eat and, you know, you complain and like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's okay. Sometimes life is like that. You know, everything happens for a reason. Uh, that, that, that phrase, like, it, it just, I don't understand it because yes, Everything happens for a reason, but the reason can also be because you sat down and you did nothing. You did not exercise your right in God to inquire of him and to ask him, Lord, what do I need to do in this situation? I pray for you that that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, I remember, I think it was about four years ago now, um, uh, the company where I worked for um, back then, uh, we found something on the computer where, you know, we didn't know how we got there and all of that and, you know, if we cannot explain how this thing got there, uh, it will put us in a situation where you know we will be on the news for all the wrong reasons, right? So myself and my colleagues, like we, we we tried investigating. We spent you know into the night. I think we left around like 10 p.m. or something. Um, when you know the head of my department was like, okay, let's leave this you know and come back the next morning and we'll pick it up from there. So I remember going to work the next day, and I know somebody called me. It's one of the pastors, um, our pastors at House of Praise. And we're just talking, and we, we, I, I happened to mention it. And as we were ending the call, we just said casually, that, yeah, you know, God, God, will, God will help you, and you know, it will be resolved. And that was just a light bulb moment. I was just like, okay, yes. You know, the only spirit knows, God is omniscient, right? He knows, he has total knowledge about everything. So I remember turning off my radio in the car, and I said, only spirit, I don't know what to do. Just, can you just tell me what I'm missing? Like, help me, like, I need your help. Trust me, you know, in my mind, like, right, up there in my head, I'm like, yeah, you know, only spirits help you with, like, cybersecurity investigation, like, yeah, good luck with that, right? And I said that prayer, you know, short prayer, of course, like, you know, not something like I closed my eyes, or I was driving, so. I said the prayer, got to work, sat down. About a few minutes after I sat down, somebody reached out to me from a separate department, they didn't even know what was going on, to ask me a question. So the person asked me a question and answered, and the idea, idea in quote, which you know the, it was the only spirit speaking, was like, oh, just ask this person about you know so so and so, like you know, relating to this issue you're facing. And I posed the question to her, and um, <laughs> the amazing thing is, she knew every detail about it. She knew exactly what happened. She has been with the firm for like, I think 15 years. So she was able to explain like, hey, like, you know, this thing that you saw, it was actually part of a test and somebody forgot to clean up and all of that. 
So I got all of that and you know, I put it together, you know, you know, went to my manager and the leadership. And it was so shocking to everybody, like, oh, how did you know to even ask this person? Right? Like it was it was such a big deal that it was almost like everybody thought like the solution cannot be this simple. And of course I was like, yeah, you know, yeah, that's what you pay me for, right? <laughs> yeah? Uh, what, what were you expecting? I should say, ah, no, let's, let's appreciate the yogi spirit. Yes, let's do, let's do that. And I'm like, what were you expecting? I should say, oh, I was just sitting down there and like, the heavens just opened over me and, and the yogi spirit just dropped it, right? Um, like, yeah, don't, don't do that. Of course, like, you know, when I got a chance to be a known, uh, you know, I you know, went down on my knees and thank God, you know, for, for it and all of that. But yeah, so but I just said that to say that God is actually concerned about every detail, everything concerning your life. There is nothing that is too, um, that is too great or nothing that is too small that God cannot intervene and give you answers to. So let's look at what is involved in the prayer of inquiry. What makes it effective? What makes it effective? The first thing is very clear questions. Um, the quality of the questions you ask would determine the quality of the answers you get. The second thing is it is helpful for you to keep the questions simple, right? Keep it simple, you know, don't make it convoluted, just be direct. Um, that is, it's not a time, it's not an information session. Like God knows what you have need of even before you ask. So it's not a time for you to say, oh God, um, actually, let me start from the beginning. This is starting like, you know, six months ago. Like, no, that's not the time. It's a time for you to go to God and say, God, this is what is happening. What, what now? What, 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 do, what should I do? What am I missing? Direct, pointed questions. You know, if, you, if you ask God, you know, vague questions, it would be harder for us to get clear answers. And this is not an imitation. It's not because you know, uh, God can't process many requests at the same time or anything like that. It is actually an imitation on our part, right? Because you know, if you ask God like 20 things, um, it, it is difficult for our spirit man to pick up what God is saying and the multitude of all of those things that we've asked. So it's just better at every point in time, just go to God, you know, one, two, three maximum, right? Like God, you know, this is it. What should I do? I need your help. Holy Spirit, teach me. And he will. Um, you know, we don't want to make things more complicated than it needs to be, right? You know, if, you're least, you know, you, if you have a long list of demand, um, then if you are not, you know, if your spirit is not tuned, if you're not you know, in a place where you can hear God clearly, then it might be difficult for you. Right, but if you ask God about one thing, then it is easy for us, you know, to 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 continue to stay with that thing until we get an answer, and that way we can, you know, we, we, we can we can um, we can determine what success looks like. You know, when God answers, you know that okay, yes, this is exactly the answer as I've been expecting. Versus, you know, when you have it convoluted and you are not sure, and then you confuse yourself, um, even though you are already confused before. That's why we went to God for answers, right? Um, and let's look at an example um, for the, from the disciples in Matthew 24, 3 to 4. Um, it says, now as he sat on Mount of Ongives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? 
Notice how, you know, the directness of, your, of their question, you know, very direct. Tell us, what will be the sign, what will these things be? And what will be the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? Like, straight to the point. And Jesus answered, right? Remember, he has made a commitment. He says, call to me and I will answer. And Jesus answered them and he said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Right? They got a direct clear answer. Uh, and we can un- unpack, you know, this, you know, this, you know, you know, this answer that Jesus gave, right? You know, take it that no one deceives you. Uh, you know, talking about like, the end times and stuff, but you know, we don't really have time for that today. But all I would just say is guard your heart with all diligence, right? Be careful, you know, who you listen to. Um, I know sometimes like you know, we have different social media platforms, we have, you know, all this aspire to perspire, Instagram preachers and whatnot. Um, but be careful because your, your, your art can only undo so much, right? Um, and, and Jesus is saying here that, you know, there will be a lot of deception. And the only antidote, the only solution to the spirit of deception is the spirit of truth. And the only spirit is the spirit of truth. And that is why the prayer of inquiry, asking the Holy Spirit for help and what to do, is very, very important. Um, the second thing we need is patience. Patience. Um, patience is like a battery that drives the clock of your faith. Right? You know, we all know, you know, what faith is. You know, faith um, is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. You know, and all that. Um, but when it comes to patience, uh, without patience, walking with your faith, you cannot be positioned to receive from God. Right? Uh, the thing is, patience is not as exciting as, uh, as faith. Right? You know, faith, we, when it comes to faith, we're all excited. You know, we lay hold of the promises of God. God, this is what your word says. I believe. I have faith. God is going to come true for me. But when it comes to patience, you know, we're not really, you know, patient like that, right? You know, God, I've been, I've been praying, you know, it's been, it's been like two days, right? You know, I'm patient, but like, can you just hurry up, right? And, and, and I get it because the, the world, our world today doesn't really encourage, you know, patience, like in, uh, um, for anything, anything at all, right? The, the one that will remain to, would, will continue to fascinate me, let me put it that way, is, I will consume content on social media, right? Because I remember, I think it was seven years ago, I was working on a project, like, you know, social media related, and I was told, like, hey, um, if you want to have, you can only have people's attention on, you know, social media, like, on the average, like, three minutes, right? And then from three minutes, it became 90 seconds, right? From 90 seconds, we went on, we went to 60 seconds. Now we have... 30 seconds, you know, we consume content, like, you know, if you want to say what you want, if you cannot say within 30 seconds, then move on. And to top it all, I heard that some of us don't even watch videos with sound. (laughs) Right? So, but the thing is, we cannot bring that into the kingdom of God. We cannot, there is no shortcut with God. There is a process. God is a God of principles. So, Unshakable faith, right? You know, when we have faith and we are trusting God for something, so you've prayed, God, this is what I'm facing. What is the solution? What do I need to do? 
and you're waiting. Patience is what gives you, you know, the, the, the staying power for you to stay with it and say, I know that God is faithful. God has said that I should call on him, he would answer. I know that God has answered, and even though I'm yet to get that answer, I know that it will not fail from the part of God. Patience is what, you know, helps us, it powers our faith. Because this is what the devil wants, right? You know, what the devil wants is, you know, you, you pray, um, God, I, I, I really need this, um, I need to make a decision, right? Um, I have like, you know, two or three contracts in front of me for a job. Uh, you know, this one is really good. Uh, it's fully remote. Um, one is like, you know, the pay is, you know, is good. When I get to travel, because I like traveling a lot. And you're like, oh God, which one? Like, what do I do? And then you pray first, the second, and you're like, yeah, I, I, I really cannot wait. I think I, I need to make this decision on my own. When it comes to making critical decisions or decisions like that in life and you've prayed, the best thing for you to do is to remain patient. Because trust me, everything might look good, right? And that's the thing with like, you know, the spirit of deception. Everything might look perfect, like the money is good, everything else is good, uh, but you don't know that, okay, two weeks, three weeks down the line, you know, something happens and boom, God forbid, the person is out of job. And this is not, you know, far-fetched, right? You know, I've, I've actually heard like, first-hand stories of, you know, people that decided that, hey, I will not mention the name of the company, company X, like, you know, it's really good, you know, I have two options, but this company is, you know, permanently remote, you know, everything is good and everything, you know, the package is fine and, you know, they went with it. And a few weeks after, boom, they are back out looking for jobs, right? So, that is why it is important. Uh, the Bible says, you know, he, he that believes does not, you know, does not make haste. It's, it's, it's not justification for us to say, oh yeah, I need, I need to make this decision. No. Ask for an extension if you need to, right? Uh, if you need to take some time out and be alone, right? You know, if you have distractions around you that is hindering you from hearing God clearly concerning that situation, then separate yourself. But it is important. You don't make a decision that will set you back years. Pastor told us on, um, two weeks ago, right, that yes, God is very forgiving. God loves you, right? You know, whatever it is, you made a mistake, fine. Like, God loves you, you know, get going. But the principles of God are not forgiving. So, divine guidance, like, you know, hearing the voice of God concerning his plan for your life is not a nice to have. It's not, it's not you know, something that, you know, yeah, um, uh, it would be nice to hear what God, you know, what God has to say, or, you know, it would be nice to hear, you know, what the plan of God is, but if I don't hear it, then I will just, you know, I will just move on regardless. No, please. Let us be patient, right? Um, Abacook 2.3. New International Version. It says, For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. So, this scripture is telling us that though it seems like you know, it's taking some time, it's not going to be delayed. The delay you're experiencing is not from the part of God. And that's why I said, you know, if you need to separate yourself, if you need to you know, you know, fast to be in a state where uh, your spirit man is more sensitive to the spirit of God and what the Holy Spirit is telling you, then that is what you need to do. What you need to do is not for you to rush into that decision.
Isaiah 28, verse 16, NKJV, he says, Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Right? God's word is sure. God's word is tried. God's word is tested. If you believe that God has a perfect plan for you and you're waiting on him for something, then you will not make haste. Because here's the thing that you know, the devil always tries to do. So you've, you've, you've prayed, you've, you know, God has answered, right? So you know, sometimes it takes, it takes, it's a process again. And it's either two things. The devil will try to prevent you from getting that answer, right? You know, put roadblocks in the way, you know, and you know, if you stay with it, you fight that, you do what you need to do, you engage in spiritual warfare, and you can't stop that. Then it will begin to convince you, like, hmm, yeah, it's been, it's been how many weeks now that you've been out of job, right? Like, and, and you go to church every day. Are you really sure, you know, like, you know, that guy that said you should come and lie on your resume or that, you know, other person, like, you know, they are doing well. They are, they, they are, they are, they are doing fraud. You said they are doing fraud, but they are paying their rent, right? So you that you are staying with God, what are you getting? Because what the devil is just trying to do is the answer is coming and he cannot prevent it. So he's trying to move you away and entice you away with deceit so that when the answer comes, you are not there. You're not able to receive. And what happens is, you know, then God forbid the person wanders away with that, you know, comes back with rest and then starts the circle all over again. I pray that that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Um, the grace to wait on God patiently. The grace um, to be imitators of those who obtain the promise through faith and patience. God will release it upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hebrews 6.12 says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Um, Joseph is a perfect example. Um, he had a dream um, that he's going to be, you know, become king and stuff. And he believed it. He believed it. Why do I know that he believed it? Because he actually went about telling people that this is what, you know, this is the dream I have. This is what, you know, God is going to do with me and all of that. But he was not ready. He was not ready. And he went through all sorts of trials and tribulation. And the thing that patience does for us is builds character in us. So you might be asking God, God, I want to, this is what I want. I want to become, you know, X and X. I want to become a CEO. I want to become a CFO. Or I want to go into this business. I want to do this. And God is saying, yes, I have no problem. Like, you know, I actually want you to do that. But you need to build character. I can't give you this now because you're not spiritually mature enough. So then you have to stay under, you know, uh, 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 the tutelage of the Holy Spirit as he walks on your heart, right? So if that process is something that you can't short, short change, it's, it's not a shortcut, it's not, there's no drive-through breakthrough, right? You have to, you know, stay with it, follow the process. At any point, if you decide that, yeah, uh, this is not for me, man, this is taking too long, and, uh, you know, you help yourself, God forbid, such a person is going to miss out. Imagine if Joseph had slept with Potiphar's wife. Imagine the glorious destiny that he would have forfeited. I pray for you that the grace, you know, to inquire of the Lord and to be patient for an answer and to actually go through with God's instruction concerning your life, you receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That brings me to, you know, the third um, 
thing that is required, the willingness to obey, right? So if you're not willing to obey God's instruction, then he's not obligated to direct you. He's not obligated to reveal solutions to you. If, you know, you've made up your mind that, you know, this is what I'm going to do, um, you know, this thing, like, you know, this, this money, I cannot, some people tell I can't, I can't give this money on the table. Like, really? Right? Like, you know, this, this, you know, I've, this is what I'm going to do. And I've made up my mind. And God, the Holy Spirit is not obligated to, you know, tell you anything. And we have a good example um, in Matthew 21 from verse 23 to 27. It says, now he came into the temple. The chief priest and the elders of the people confronted him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? I want us to note the difference um, you know, between asking God, humbly, you know, approaching God and asking him questions versus questioning God, right? You know, these folks are saying, you know, by what authority? They're challenging the authority of Jesus. And Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you what authority I do these things. And Jesus' um, you know, question was, the baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, it will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, we fear the multitude for all count John as a prophet. 27 says, so they answered Jesus and said, we do not know. And Jesus said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do those things. Right? So we need to approach God humbly asking questions. If you're not going to follow it, if, you're, if you don't believe, if you've made up your mind, or you, know, you go the first time, God tells you, you know, this is what you should do. Right? Um, you go on your knees like, you know, I just, I, I just met this girl, you know, she, she's fine, she's, you know, she's everything that, you know, I want and all about. And God, like, you know, can you, you know, guide me? Is this a person? Is this a right relationship for me? And God tells you, no. And I'm like, nah, me, I'm doing this. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't let this pass me by. Like, you know, I'm going into this relationship. And you come out of it battered and shattered. Right? And you meet somebody else again, tells you, oh, yeah, this is not the right person for you. And then you do it again. By the time you come back the third time, yeah, God is not obligated to. He's not the one, like, he's, we are the ones that require, uh, uh, you know, we need that authority. We need to be ruled. We need to have dominion here on earth. God doesn't need a car. He doesn't need a job. He doesn't need to fulfill destiny. You and I are the ones that need that, right? So if you're going to God for answers, then you must be ready to do what he says. Let's look at an example and then we close, you know, about, you know, inquiring of the Lord. And the example here is, you know, from the life of David. First Samuel, chapter 30, from verse 6 to 8. It says, now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters, but David strengthened himself in the Lord. Verse 7, then David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue this troop? 
Shanghai overtake them. Again, very clear questions, direct. And God answered him. He says, pursue, for you will surely overtake them and without fail recover. So, the, the, the two lessons, right, I, I, I learned from these verses, um, the Phoenicians had attacked uh, um, you know, the, 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 the Israelites, right, the Ziklag, and David and his, um, uh, his men, they came back, and they saw that, you know, they are, they are women, they are sons, they've been taken into captive, right, and we can see that they wanted to stone David, you know, they were, they, they were, they were experiencing, their emotions were high, right, they, they, they were in distress, and I'm sure they could have been saying, like, oh, David, like, you know, you killed Goliath, like, God has helped you to win so, so many battles, like, let's go after these guys, and let's teach them a lesson, after all, like, you know, God has actually helped David. He has fought so many battles and won before in time past. But David did not give in to that, right? David did not give in to pride. He didn't take matters into his own hands. Um, no matter how pressing the matter is, in fact, the more pressing the issue is, the more you should step back and inquire of the Lord, saying, Lord, what should I do? Everyone might be looking at you for answers, Everyone might be saying, it's, it's tearing you right in the Just make a decision. This is the clear and logical thing to do. Just go after them, you know, and you know, do what you need to do. But David didn't do that. Instead, he decided to inquire of God. God, should I go after them? Should I overtake them? Would this be a success? And God said, yes. Go, I'm with you. You will overtake them, and without fail, you will recover up. The interesting thing is when we're walking in line with, you know, God's word, when God, you know, we're walking in line, we're at, we're at the center of God's, because gives us an instruction that do this, then God is committed to see that you succeed in that path that he has placed you. Because right at that point, you are at the center of his will, you've listened to him, and definitely I can guarantee you that it will only end one way, and that is in your favor. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that as you begin to inquire of the Lord as, you know, concerning whatever it is in your life and you begin to listen and wait patiently for God to speak, I pray that every spirit of confusion, whatever it is that you need clarity on, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that God will give you clarity in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is, you know, that the enemy has been doing in time past to keep you in confusion, the hold of the enemy is broken today in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray, you know, whatever it is, I've been going on for six months, three months, you know, four months, as you separate yourself to inquire, to seek the face of God concerning, you know, these issues, I pray that the grace... To, 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 to have clarity, the grace to be patient, the grace to stay with it until you receive an answer you, God will give to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's rise up. Um, I Thank you. Give, give God some praise. Just appreciate Jesus for what he has taught us today. Let's appreciate him. Um, I, I, I want to you know, give someone a